<laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast with you. As always, it's Bob and Kevin live from the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Pop Culture Dial In. We're here. Thank you, Kevin, for coming here. Thank you for bringing me coffee from Dunkin' Donuts. Hell yeah! Making things all much better in the world. Uh, how was your Halloween? Planet runs on Dunkin'. It does, I guess, right? Or I don't even know. Is the world, or the planet, or America? The whole it's universe. America. Is it America? America runs on Dunkin'. America. Yeah. I feel like it's the planet runs on Dunkin'. So wait, okay. If America runs on Dunkin', what does Starbucks run on? Like the the planet? I guess uh, everyone with a thumb up their ass. The Ultraverse. Yeah. The Ultraverse. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. I do, I'm a fan of Starbucks too. I I, I can't drink it, man. I, I do get have, so whacked out. Like I, I get too caffeinated. I'm like ah, like I don't feel right. Like yeah. chemically, like I imbalanced. Do, I do have, uh, I, I've definitely gone through uh, phases of coffee. You know, it, it's funny, like you, you try things as a kid and, uh, and you don't like it. And then mm-hmm. as an adult, you're like, yeah, maybe try it again and see if it, like, it mm-hmm. better. I go through thing, phases like that with coffee where like I'll be on Starbucks for a while. Like I just, I'm all about it. And then yeah. for whatever reason, the past like year, I've been back on D&D like hard. Like, Me I'm too. I'm on the D&D tit like nobody's business. Like ever it's since, my job. Yeah. Ever since I became a dad, D&D nonstop. Yeah. Like I told you in the summertime, mm-hmm. it was bad. Like four o'clock is my time. Like th- right now we're actually, we're, it's not nighttime, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little bit of a Hollywood mystery here. It's not nighttime in the lounge. <laughs> it's actually around 1.30 in the afternoon. <laughs> but for me, it was four o'clock. Like every day at four o'clock, like even in the blazing hot as balls summer, I'd be like, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts and I need to get at least a medium hot coffee and I drink that stuff hot I can't do iced coffee I've tried I find like it goes by too quick I like Dunkin Donuts because the temperature is consistent Mm -hmm. Dunkin Donuts out there I'm going to hashtag you you can hook me up with free coffee Kevin and I can drink free coffee doing this podcast for the next year we'll we'll be internally grateful plant runs on Dunkin it does turbo shot get it so yeah, my Halloween was great. It was uh, Tyler's um, second Halloween, and I feel as if this time around he was a little bit more aware of what was going on. You know, it was a little cold, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we didn't really go too many places, plus he doesn't, you know, he don't know trick-or-treating yet, but yeah. he loved the trick-or-treaters coming. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, like, that was, it's just such a fun experience to watch him, like, see the kids in costume, you know, and like... It puts me, like, right back there. Like, I've, I've always loved Halloween, by yeah. the way. I mean, like, I, Halloween is my Christmas, you know what I mean? Like, I... I love, like, uh, the macabre. I love imagination. I love, like, you know, stuff that, you know, goes bump in the night. Yeah. So it was a great time. So was it the the him and all of giving out candy? Like, was it that or was it just... Uh... Just the people. Okay. Like, he's a very people person, you know, yeah. so, like, he likes being around people and, like, having, like, you know, like, certain, you know, kids in really cool costumes come into the house and... He was just like, oh, my God, like, what is this, you yeah. know? And, like, my parents came over. Teresa's parents came over. My parents always dress up. I always dress up. <laughs> nice. um, and it was just a good time, you know? It, it made me, like, really look forward to the future because, like, I can't wait to go trick-or-treating again, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. I did notice a trend this year in my neighborhood. Lots of parents aren't walking. They're driving. Like, they're driving from house to house. Really? Get out of your car. Get some cardio. Fill the kids up in a wagon. You know what I mean? Too many cars on the road in this neighborhood. I was just thinking, and you know, I was looking in the cars, and you know, these parents are just sitting there. I get it, mm-hmm. but it wasn't that cold. You know what I mean? I noticed a lot of there. There weren't as many kids. It seemed like there's all this organized trick or treating these days, where yeah. it's like trunk or treat, where it's you go to a specific place yeah, and is- then you just give out candy in like this circular formation and or you have a uh, Halloween booth uh, next to your trunk and it's that's Halloween which is usually a few days before actually Halloween so it's very it's very bizarre I mean trunk or treat like you know okay organized by adults obviously 
did they not like be like get together and discuss this idea? Like that means that any old dude in a parking lot could be like, "Hey, little girl, come over here. I got some dolls in the trunk. Oh, <laughs> trunk or treat? Let me go look. Like what? You know? Like stop." I didn't even think about. It. I didn't even think about it that I way. Didn't think I of thought that. my wife thought of that. My wife said to me, yeah. "Bob, I do not want Tyler ever doing trunk or treat because yeah. it's a little bit risque and it's a little bit weird." And I, and then like I started thinking about, it. I was like, "I get it if it's in a controlled environment, but I mean, like, look, I teach first grade. First yeah. grade is like it's like an explosion of like emotion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're you're not yet an adult. You're not a baby. You're a kid. You know, and when you're a kid." You really believe that everyone wants to do the right thing. Maybe not your peers because, mm-hmm. you know, the peers are like, oh, he hurt my feelings. Right. But, man, dude, like, trunk or treat. What? I don't know. I just feel like it's – and maybe it's because I don't – you know, maybe it's part of it's because I don't have kids. But it feels like there's just, like, the nostalgia of Halloween is to some degree kind of, like, fading away or people are trying to make Halloween hipper or cooler hipper, or something. Yeah. And, like, Different we're going to do Halloween 2.0. We're going to do this – thing that's a celebration of Halloween before Halloween mm-hmm. during the day it's like no Halloween's at night you go out you yeah. go to different people's houses you see, you get to meet your neighbors like mm-hmm. you know we, we met a bunch of our neighbors mm-hmm. uh, this is your first year in your house second, right? second year, second year. Yeah. okay yeah last year was cool too I mean mm-hmm. it was you know living in an apartment for years you never had kids you never come. had trick-or-treaters so yeah. last year was pretty cool we, we had about 15 kids come this year it was like 20 25 kids mm-hmm. but you know, it was like a lot of seeing the neighbors. My wife and I were supposed to go to a party on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we did. We got home too late. Didn't end. we went to the party, but didn't dress up. So we had to make sure we dressed up on Halloween. Yeah. Uh, my wife was Eleven from Stranger mm-hmm. Things, and I was uh, Dustin or Dusty. I love the costume. I love your wig. I mean, your wig was perfect. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, when you yeah, when you do have a kid, hopefully you'll have the same feeling of excitement. You know, you you don't really experience it anymore. Like. You know, as a 37-year-old man, you actually go back. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. I was watching, um, what was I watching with my wife? I was watching This Is Us uh, the other night. And mm-hmm. uh, there was this quote in the show that um, one of the characters, Randall, is he, his wife's about to have a baby and he's really nervous. He doesn't know what's going on. And he goes to a hardware store and he's like seeking advice from one of the helpers there, one of the store workers. And he says, you know, don't worry about it. What does he say exactly? He says... Your kids come with their own story. Your kids will tell you what to do. Like when they cut, like before, like I was a dad. I was like, oh my god, I don't know. Like, what happens if he like you know he shits and stuff and we're out? You know, like what do right. I do? They come with their own yeah. instruction manual. Right. You know what I mean? Like so, I'm so excited for that. But yeah, you know, like the whole notion of Halloween being desaturated and stuff. You know, there's that aspect. But I also saw like somebody uh, in the local area opened up a tootsie roll and there was a sewing needle in it. Yeah. Like, has this been going on since... Like, I yeah. remember as a kid, like, razor blades in the snake. Like, what is the mindset of the people who actually sit there and methodically unwrap chocolate? Right. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. are these serial killers? Or are these... Like, what types... And they're never caught either, too, because it's like... Right. You know, there's six... I went out and I went to 60 different houses in the neighborhood. Yeah. Which one of those people was, you know... Right. It, it probably wasn't even somebody you would think, too. Yeah. It might be some, like, middle-aged housewife being like... This bitch is gonna get it. I'm wrapping this Tootsie Roll up. Right. Toots, toots. Yeah, you know, so I mean, there's that aspect, but I mean, I, I mean, I love Halloween. Uh, Halloween on a weekday is a little hard. Yeah. I mean, for kids, it's, I, it's a shame that we can't organize the calendar in such a way that Halloween would always fall upon a Friday. Yeah, very Thanksgiving. Similar. Thanksgiving, got it. Yeah. But, you know, people will never side with it. There's people, yeah. there's even people in the close proximity of my neighborhood here who believe that Halloween is like some pagan ritual that shouldn't be, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, and I get that they're religious or whatever, but yeah. I mean, come on, I love Halloween. Yeah. I'm always sad when it's over, but yeah. I also have a really big problem with the Halloween decorations on November first. You know, 
Not many Halloween. You were here last week. Yeah. This place was like, you yeah, know, littered with it. Yeah. I, I got to get rid of it. I'm the type of person. It's not like, I just can't, you know? Mm-hmm. I did put the Batman sign up here for Tyler. My wife yeah. is very, she's like, there's more to life than Batman. And I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I, I not, don't think so. Not I mean, Tyler's age. Literally every life lesson you could possibly want can exist within the course of the Batman mythology. <laughs> To live life with a utility belt would be pretty cool. He's got all the money in the world. Instead, pure altruism goes out and saves people. Yeah. Nobody could be like, thank you, Bruce Wayne. They say, thank you, Batman. Batman's a symbol. <laughs> more people did things and not expect more in return, boom. The Joker, I don't really know how you could tie the Joker into I mean, I guess, I mean, all good has evil, right? Yeah. It's the counterbalance. So, yeah, Halloween, uh, another one, 2017 for the books. Um I I don't I didn't have a costume per se. I just put stuff together. I had like a <laughs> scarecrow hat. And I had like a black mask, and I had my Joker jacket that I've been wearing since two thousand seven. Like Joker, Dark Knight is actually ten years old, and I, it blows my mind. That's crazy. It just seems like time just gets, you know, it just like escapes us the older we get. You yeah. know, I guess when you're a kid, you have, you know, if you're six, you're like, I've only been here for six, uh-huh. but when you've been here for thirty seven. It's like, yeah. yeah, time flies when you get when you get. Out of your twenties, it seems to just go by so so much faster than it did when you. It does. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember mm -hmm. watching. Um, I mean, my buddy Josh went to go see uh, the trilogy uh, when they released Dark Knight Rises. Oh, you saw that? Yeah, it was pretty cool. We went, uh, watched each each one of the films back to back to back. What time did that start? Uh, I think Mm -hmm. it was about. Um, I think it was around seven, and there was like brief intermissions in between each one. Mm -hmm. But it was just the cool. Uh, being able to see, you know, Batman Begins again on the big screen, yeah, uh, you know, um, and the Dark Knight, and the Dark Knight I mean, yeah. on screen, yeah, it was just so it's such amazing. You know, Heath Ledger passed away right after mm-hmm. that came out, so I believe they wrapped um, it and then he started filming the Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus and then died during the production of right, that. But like, right. so to be able to see that yeah. performance again on the big screen was pretty cool. So and good to lead right into the Dark uh, Knight Rises was just. Uh, an experience of life. Yeah, I wish I would. I remember seeing the advertisements for that, and I wish that I would have attended it. I, I was, I mean, I really. Batman Begins, you know, it was okay, but Dark Knight, though, like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's like The Godfather. Uh, I yeah. wonder if Heath would have stuck around what The Dark Knight Rises would have became. It probably wouldn't have had Bane in it. I mean, I enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises, had many plot holes. I've probably said this probably like 17 times on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. how the hell did they got the cable in the dark jail cell of the world in the hole in the ground? How is he watching Bruce? <laughs> you know, how is he watching Gotham City? You know, and, there's a, and the funny thing is, there's a TV, and I think there's like a cage around it, like a jail cell type thing. Like, what? Yeah. You're going to torture these guys in the middle of the jail cell, but yeah. you're going to want to, like, you know, put a short circuit TV in there? Yeah. Regardless. Um, <laughs> you're going to climb up the, I, br- the break, break your back uh, cliff, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the rope. Mm-hmm. But regardless, um, on a tangent, Justice League opens up in four weeks. I hope this has been Affleck's last film. I hope mm. that he doesn't continue. And I hope that they restart the whole universe, like, because it's just a mess, like, what's going on over there. Yeah, I feel like DC has just had this, like, black mark against them uh, on, on making these good films ever since uh, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris uh, Noth, uh, Chris Noth, uh, Chris Nolan, Chris Nolan, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, did his, uh, did his homage, did his trilogy of Batman. Mm-hmm. Ever since then, there's been just, like, this... Uneven... Yeah, they've mm-hmm. all just been kind of garbage. Like, Marvel has definitely, like, mm-hmm. just hit a home run after home run. Yeah, with, Ragnarok uh, comes out this weekend. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, uh, the, the next installment of that... Yeah, but they're a mess. They're uneven. And, like, Wonder Woman was a huge box office oh, commercial yeah. success. Yeah. I really didn't care for it. I mean, like, you know, mm-hmm. I, 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 plus, like, let me just say this right off the bat. I'm 
all about female empowerment. Sure, awesome. I think that females run the world, so don't even try to say that Bob's this or that or whatever. Girls. I just thought that, it, exactly. I thought that the film itself was just one, it, it just is so, like, confusing. Like, you're trying to say that Wonder Woman is, like, you know, but she's, all of her motivations are really based upon Chris Pine's character. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very, yeah. you know. And it's also, I mean, like, I was going to mention this on the on the podcast. It's a really interesting time right now in Hollywood. All these sexual accu- accusations coming out, like Kevin Spacey the other day, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And, like, the way Kevin Spacey, we, like, we all knew he was a homosexual man for the longest time, but for him to have to come out that way, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, like, all these different things. Like, I read about Brett Ratner and Olivia Munn and, like, all these, like, you know, stories. And Harvey kind of, like, op- Harvey did open the floodgates, you yeah. know? And it's kind of sad to think that this type of behavior still exists, you know, everyone wants to break into Hollywood, and it's yeah. the one market that's untapped, it's always been on a steady, you know, income. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, well, I don't, I, what, tell me more about the Brett Ratner. I Brett Ratner, was been, he's been accused from, um, and you'll have to go on the internet and check this, just so that way it's, you know, completely transparent, but I know Olivia Munn and um, Natasha, Natasha Henstridge mm-hmm. from Species, remember her? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I love yeah, those yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Apparently, you know, he he made sexual advances towards her, opening you know his hotel room in a robe with mm-hmm. shrimp cocktail. Uh, Weinstein, hand. Weinstein, right? Ratner. Oh, Ratner, so did Ratner. The same thing. Brett Ratner is now oh, wow. do, being accused of the same thing. Um, Kevin Spacey. Um, there's also the other angle with Corey Feldman right now trying to accumulate. He's trying to raise ten million dollars to make a film, not a documentary, about um, the, pe- the, uh, the Hollywood pedophile ring. That's existed for over 30 years of, like, child stars being abused, which is just, like, kind of nuts that he just won't come out and say it. He wants to make a film, and he says he has these lawyers. I watched this Today Show interview yesterday about it, and I was just like, what? <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, that could exist, you know? And there's also, I mean, like, I, when I was li- listening to the interview, I thought of um, Chris Cornell, and I thought of uh, Chester Bennington. Mm-hmm. Many conspira- conspiracy theorists believe that they were both made to look like they committed suicide because they were unearthing this pedophile ring with, like, all these, like, you know, superstars and stuff like that. And it's just like, what? Like, what? Mm. I mean, the world really is just going insane. I mean, look what happened yesterday in New York City, too, as well. It's just, like, it makes me really appreciate the way we grew up. Mm -hmm. I mean, what was the worst thing you remember, like, when we were kids? Like, like, say, for instance, like, you go back into your youth, like, before puberty. Like, what? You you put a piece of wood on a rock and you rode your bike down the hill as fast as you could and you hit the board and you didn't know what was going to happen right after that. Yeah. That, was, that was about <laughs> that the most exciting good thing. way to put yeah. yeah, like, I mean, we just, just kind didn't of know. Life that. You didn't know. Yeah, you just put stuff out there and yeah. hope for the best. I know. Like, <laughs> like, say for instance, you wanted to like figure something out. You couldn't be like, okay, Google, what year was yeah. Ron Howard born? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about this before. Ron Howard was born on March 1st, 1954. See, I know now that he's been born. <laughs> he's born on 1954. Like, you know, back in the day, like, we didn't... Yeah. We didn't have a chance. Right. Well, there was no confirmation of, of, of speculation either. It was like, you would hear stories about things, and you weren't really sure. Yeah. It was always like a friend of a friend of a friend knew, or like somebody's postman told you the story, yeah. and you can never really confirm. We've talked about this before, I think. Well, it's an ongoing, th- like, trend here, like, mm-hmm. for me. Like, I, I enjoy... The nostalgia of it, but it it will be lost. Yeah. It will be lost in time. Well, it could be recaptured in such things as, you know, uh, Stranger Things, right? Where it's a, a, a warp back in time, a, a time capsule, as you were, of mm-hmm. the 80s. You know, uh, and, you know looking at uh, 
you go outside to play and you were told to be home when the streetlights came on. That's true. Yeah, you know? that's a good point. You know, uh, there was no like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna track you on your phone because I know where you are all at all times. Yeah, right. Was, uh, I, or, I find you. Or who are you with? You know, or be be mm-hmm. within shouting distance of the house. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we just pick up sticks and shoot and use them as guns and just you know play with, play with sticks and stuff. But Kid, kids today have so much more that they have to put on their plate. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the media bombard them and I feel as if there has been a cultural shift with the way society is parenting and the way kids are behaving it's totally totally different and it'll never be the same Mm -hmm. I guess it's great though that we have things like you know to look into the past I mean Stranger Things season two, it came out last Friday, right? October twenty yeah, seventh, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think I'm on episode seven. I am not yet quite finished. I know you finished it, right? Yeah, we we finished. You it, guys are uh, huge fans. Yeah, on Monday. Um, I absolutely loved episode two. Mm-hmm. Episode two, the Halloween episode, and spoilers if you haven't watched Stranger Things, <laughs> delete me, Control Alt Delete. Um, that episode was so much fun because it was like, you know, like it, it just felt like you were out there with them trick-or-treating, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, like, Will, like, falls down and, like, that scene where you see the shadow monster just his shoulders, like, lift up. Yeah. I got goosebumps, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, yes! Like, this is so intense, you yeah. know? Like, this is good filmmaking. Well, the soundtrack is just so, so clutch, mm-hmm. too. Like, you just reminded of all these great 80s songs from mm-hmm. back then, too. Like, mm-hmm. when the, I, I can't remember what episode it is, but they, uh, it's the Halloween party. I mean, it's probably the same episode, episode two, mm-hmm. where, um, uh, Nancy, um, says uh, they should, you know they go to the Halloween party and yeah. they're playing uh, Motley Crue shout the shout devil. the devil you know it's just it's just amazing yeah, yeah. It's like and it just takes mm-hmm. you right back like that's how like what's what's Max's uh, brother's name uh, Billy yeah Billy was like <laughs> that's how you do it Hawkins <laughs> I like Billy I think it's, it's such a weird dynamic that he's got with um, mm-hmm. with uh, <clears throat> excuse me with Max no not with Max with um, Steve. Where mm. it's like he yeah. he wants to be this like he wants uh, to be Steve's friend, but he wants to be his bully. He wants to bully. Yeah, Steve he's well, like right? bullying him, but then like he he had they have these brief encounters too. He's like, hey, like plant your feet, make sure you're you mm-hmm. know you're you're standing yeah. still so you can like take my force. You know, it's like I'm, I want to I want to. He's you like, know. you're a good looking dude. You can <laughs> yeah, get some, I'll leave some for you. Yeah, and he like turns the shower off. Right. Like, yeah. It's like I want to punish you uh, and alpha male you, but at the same time so, I want to like befriend you some weird way. Steve some weird was way the too. bully last year, right? He didn't he take the camera from? Uh, oh, Steve was totally. A didn't he take the camera yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So like the roles have been reversed. Yeah, Steve's definitely shifted. His, mm-hmm. his character's definitely shifted a lot this mm-hmm. season. Ever since uh, you know they kind of like battle together to to fight the Demogorgon. Yeah. From season one. Um, yeah, he's t- he's like he shifted so much where he was like this just like yeah he's the bully he's the uh the antagonist and uh now he's kind of like they're, they're opening him up like yeah maybe steve isn't such a bad guy yeah, you know maybe like he can come help us you see the party scene where like nancy's just like yeah like our relationship is bullshit and like mm-hmm. uh, everything about this is bullshit steve just like what yeah. like what do you mean you don't yeah. love me and he's like i love you nancy and she's like no it's bullshit steve yeah. like barb's dead Barb's everything, dead everything's bullshit and he's yeah. just like what? And then you see him like mm-hmm. get all his feelings hurt. He's like, yeah, uh, you know, you actually start to see him more of like, you know, of a, a human, human being, yeah, yeah, of a human, and like actually have an emotion. And stuff. I like when he reveals um, his hair uh, recipe. Yeah, <laughs> does he's like, if you tell anybody that I'll kill you. It's what is dusty. it, the Farrah Fawcett, like uh, Farrah Fawcett's um, Farrah Fawcett four pumps or something? Yeah, like four, that. four sprays. <laughs> yeah. If you tell anybody, I'll kill you. He's like the secret too to like getting a girl to like. He's pretend like you don't care. 
Yeah, that is true. At that age, I don't like. Why is that? I mean, like, not all girls, obviously, but I remember that. Like, if you don't care, then they'll pay attention to you. But, uh, you know, the Duffer Brothers faced with an extreme, ex- you know, like like True Detective season two. I think I was thinking about the other day, mm-hmm. and like how bad it was. Mm-hmm. Stranger Things season two is just a fun ride. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple episodes maybe that. You know, they stretch it out a little bit or they're retailing stuff from season one. But, I mean, I love watching the characters, you know? And mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I really love Hopper. I love his diet, by the way. I wish I could eat like him. Eggos. Ice cream. <laughs> uh, candy. Cigarettes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he just doesn't, he doesn't care. Yeah. You know? Well, it's great. We, 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 in this season, we see more of the origin stuff, too. Like, we yeah. find out a little bit more about Hopper. We find out a little bit more about uh, Eleven, whose mm-hmm. real name is Jane. Jane. Uh, and her mm-hmm. mom and how she came to be in the, um, in the lab, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, again, and, and then we see this transformation of Steve and then Nancy's uh, becoming more of um I don't want to say a badass, but Nancy's like coming, kind of coming into her own. Like she had this like tape recorder, deer in headlights kind of yeah. uh, mm-hmm. way about her in season one, where she was just like this innocent. I don't mm-hmm. really know. Like I'm gonna bat my eyelids and like. But now she's like you know like yeah when they they recorded uh, Paul yeah. Paul Reiser. What's the, the guy's name um, with the the conspiracy theorist? The one with the beard? Has yeah, it? I can't remember his name. He's I, great though, isn't he? Like he's like yeah. kids. okay, kids. <laughs> you don't want to sleep in the spare bedroom. Uh-huh. That was very eighties too. The way they did that with like yeah. the back and forth. It remind me um, that Kevin Bacon movie. Um, I forget the name of it, but I mean like there's there's so many references, right? Like, oh yeah, the there's tons. Of, there's tons of things they throw. So uh, the overall the polywog. Yeah. Yeah, there's tons of just, like, uh, references like that, too. The overall um, feel of Stranger Things, to me, I kind of pinpointed the other day, was it feels a lot like um, the show Fringe that was on years ago. I think I watched, like, three episodes. With, like, J.J. Abrams, right? J.J. Abrams, Mm -hmm. yeah. It was, like, a lot of parallel universes and, like, uh, just unexplained scientific phenomenon, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. Definitely, uh, Stranger Things has that same type of feel for me. Not like it's ripping Mm -hmm. it off, the idea, but just that it has that same kind of parallel... uh, vibe about it. Yeah, for sure. Which, which I'm all, I'm all about that. I love that type of, uh, uh, storytelling, uh, and, and how they, uh, delve into that. Um, but yeah, you see Will like having these glimpses back to the, the upside down, and then you get this other uh, creature, not really sure, and it has like this hold on him, this uh, symbiotic attachment. And they like refer to him; he's like a spy, right? Yeah. And they and mm-hmm. he's able to they're able to uh, figure out when they're on to them, right? And you like, upset him. <laughs> Kid's <laughs> right? good actor. He likes it cold, right? I'm like, glad that so Will's got a prominent role because he was gone all that. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Will's definitely got the shit out of the stick, though, for sure. Two seasons. He does, in a row. <laughs> but he's got the, he's got the media's role, though. I mean, the kid, the, when he's crying, like you know, mm-hmm. like you really believe that, like he is that upset. You yeah. know, when he's, <clears throat> I love the map thing. Like, yeah, the map thing. Like I thought that was great, and I, I really, really loved how Sean Astin's Bob again. We yeah. have now we have another Bob. We yep. had the Walking Dead Bob. Now Bob we have another one. But I mean, like I love um, how he he's like this is crazy. This is nuts. Like, what are you talking about? And then all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute. It's a map. <laughs> it's so yeah. Goonies. Like, he says, it, like, uh-huh. what, what is there? Like, yeah, was there a treasure at the end? <laughs> yeah, I love I looked at, at both <laughs> times I watched that part, I looked at my wife and just laughed at her. She looks at me like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I'm laughing because it's totally Goonies reference. Totally Goonies. Yeah. It's totally but Goonies But I love reference. Bob. And I love Bob's, yeah. like, um, he's just, like, the whole character. Like, him working at Radio Shack and, like, the uh-huh. camera and, like, all that stuff. And, like, I, as I mentioned before, I, I haven't finished yet. Um, I still got three more to go. 
So uh, in my mind, I, I kept thinking, like, when I first met Bob, I was like, maybe he's a spy. So yes. I, mean, I won't even look at you right now yeah. because I don't want to see any type of uh, <laughs> right. reaction. But, I mean, that... I don't want to get let down when it becomes true that you're a spy. That's how I felt, too. <laughs> the camera... So, like, the cameras, the Radio Shack, and, like, the other thing that I really love about the show is, like, I am starting to... I remember all these things that I forgot about. And, like, I'm a very visual, like, type person, graphics mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, um, I, I think I texted you this, and it's, like, such a small reference. People think I'm nuts. But, like, in the supermarket, back in the 80s, it was just an aisle. It was, like, the dairy aisle. It didn't have this, like, own, like, you know, like, box that, you know, like, most, like, dairy, like you know, produce. It's, it's, like, a real large room, you know, like, or a large section of the grocery store. It used to just be this aisle. The, the water would come out from the top, but most produce was just in a brown basket. And I remember that, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, looking at the brown baskets, and, like, I hadn't thought of that in... 30 years mm-hmm. um, that and like you know the graphics of like you know uh, the posters on their walls and like you know the headsets and mm-hmm. like you know what I mean it's just so cool to see it and to see it fresh too it looked, the, the, whatever they got these things like that Michael Myers mask that Mad Max is wearing oh that was tight it's, it's, it's you don't see that no more <laughs> yeah that's mint condition that yeah. mask yeah well, they could have. I, I mean, they could have maybe had a prop team build it. Too. Maybe if they go, but why could they go like, old school? Like Walking Dead goes old school, where they like mm-hmm. build their props. You know, maybe, maybe it's a good point. Them. I mean, I was watching Halloween Four the other night, um, which is terrible, by the way. <laughs> uh, and like I, the Halloween Four movie poster is the original um, Captain Kirk mask from 1978, but mm-hmm. it's clearly not the mask in the movie. The movie mask yeah. is terrible. Yeah, but so hopefully they bring it back because uh, next. Um, Next Halloween, um, 2018, we have the new Halloween movie. Oh, there's coming. So Jamie Lee Curtis is returning to the role, <laughs> and uh, but, but they're, what they're doing is they're pretending that the sequels never existed. Two, oh. two through all of them never existed. So it takes place right when Loomis knocks him out of you know uh, off the porch, and he's like, well, he really was the boogeyman. You never believe who's writing it. Danny McBride and his writing partner. Really. Which excites me. Because okay. Danny McBride, you know, like mm-hmm. comedy, like as a screenplay writer, comedy and horror, most people think they'll have lots of things that they're exactly they're the, totally same. the same. Yeah. Punchlines and scares are very yeah. similar. You got to work up to it, you know, yeah. but like I'm excited to see what they do. Um, just yesterday, Jamie Lee Curtis, um, or on Halloween, she posted a picture on Instagram of her laying next to Michael and she had the original cut. Remember where she gets stabbed right here in the uh-huh. hallway? Uh-huh. She had that bleeding. I was like, all huh. right. Because please make it good. Yeah. Because, I mean, did you ever see the one with uh, Buster Rhymes? <laughs> you ever see that one? No. It's terrible. I, I think I might have. I, uh, so bad. Was that, wait, was that Halloween or was that Friday the 13th? No, that's how, it's Halloween uh, Resurrection mm. and they like set up webcams in the house. Oh god, it was so bad. I mean, well, all of them. Well, it's funny. Yeah. The other day it was uh, Halloween H two O was on. Mm-hmm. Um, it was last week before yeah. Halloween, and uh, my wife's like, "Oh, what is which which Halloween is this one? Is this the new one?" I said, "Well, yeah, kind of, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's almost twenty years old now, mm-hmm. and it was called H two O. Like twenty years later was that mm-hmm. one where um, Josh uh, Hartnett was uh, her son, mm-hmm. right? And they had and uh, they, they had the the kids that were." saying they were going to go away, but they mm-hmm. stayed, and it was 20 years later after the original or something like that. No and that was almost 20 like. years ago. So that's 98 when that came yeah. out? Wow. Yeah. That's that long ago? Uh-huh. Yeah. The, the original one, though, I mean, hands down, is just so, so well done. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I watched a documentary on it, you know, and, like, so many choices that were made that forever altered the history of that, you know, mythology that, you know, like, they almost used a clown mask. 
Like, they mm. were so close to using a red-nosed, yeah. almost fat-faced, like, clown, which mm. totally would have changed it until they were like, yeah. no, no, no. Like, in the script, they refer to him as the shadow. They don't refer to him as Michael Myers yeah. at all. So, I mean, totally cool, you know what I mean? That they, they came up with that, and they were able to, I, what, spin off films for, like, the, what, the last 30, 40 years now? Oh, they milked that 40 franchise. years? Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I'm excited to see if they can pull that together, but... Yeah, Stranger Things too. I, the, you said something earlier, like you know how you like the fringe and the supernatural and stuff. Yeah. One thing I like about Stranger Things mm-hmm. that sets it apart from other shows is that it feels like a sequel. It doesn't feel like a season. It feels like a sequel to me. And they say it's Stranger Things two on there. They don't say Stranger Things season two. Yeah. It feels like you're you're watching a straight legit sequel. And like, there's lots of you know new aspects to it. You know, most sequels introduce new characters like Paul Reiser's character I, mm-hmm. I was surprised to see him I didn't even read about that I was like holy shit he's in this yeah I know when they when they flashed the names in the beginning mm-hmm. I, you know the Sean Astin I got excited you know uh, growing up mm-hmm. with uh, movies that he was in was uh, was awesome to see that resurgence that 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 feel again like Winona Ryder you know like uh, mm-hmm. she's Winona's totally 80s to me uh, will always be um you know, but uh, yeah, to see Paul Reiser in there too was such a good uh, role because it, it took it, it again it took a different spin on in season one the the doctors you know Papa right uh, mm-hmm. Matthew Modine, M- Modine uh, was like this evil guy because he was you know s- essentially you would feel like he's experimenting on kids right and that's probably why I had that parallel to Fringe too mm-hmm. was you know they did experimentation on kids but it was to prepare them for this great war which was the battle of the two universes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you kind of see the guys in the lab as, you know, these bad guys that are experimenting with kids and stuff. And then you see Paul Reiser is like, Hey, we're actually here. We're still trying to figure all this stuff out. We're not really sure. Like something happened, right? Like the gate opened. We're not really sure how to keep yeah, it we, at bay, never, but they've never explained that, right? Yeah. Now. We're just, we're just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, we're just gonna burn it and hopefully that keeps it at bay, you know, uh, so, from wait, so that underground chamber thing has been growing since the end of Stranger Things one, or is it... yeah, that's the gate that opened. So that's, that's where what they where did they, upside, to. they never told us exactly where the upside down came from, though, right? Like, no, I think it's just something that's always there. Alternate dimension. Yeah, it's an mm-hmm. alternate universe that exists. It's just always there. It's running parallel. Or how they discovered world. it. We never like we never seen that. Right. The, the only thing I remember that was really cool to me is that one episode where you see them go into like the spot. They're sp- uh, spying on Russia, right? Like they go into a room. Yeah, in season one. Yeah. So where they're having have mm-hmm. eleven try to figure out uh, the numbers and, and the, the words flashback. repeat yeah right. repeat the words. So we don't know where the we've never f- confirmed what exactly how they found it right. We, they're just dealing with it. Not that I remember. I mean, unless it's in mm-hmm. there somewhere. There's definitely a lot of things that are intertwined and all connected. If you if you watch and rewatch things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know the the entire show and the entire series. If you like mm-hmm. carefully pay attention, like. You know, so they had like a um, Beyond Stranger Things too, right? There was like an yeah, after show Netflix. that they mm-hmm. did too, and they were kind of showing some tie-ins. And the very beginning, the opening sequence of uh, Stranger Things too was uh, them at the arcade and they're playing uh, Daphne's Lair, right? And mm-hmm. Lucas has the high score, and you see Dusty trying to like get in and get the score too. And they Duffer Brothers are interviewed and they're saying, yeah, that's a total tie-in to the love triangle between Dustin and Lucas and Max. Mm. That Lucas, it's, true. it's foreshadowed that he's going to be the one that gets the girl. Mm-hmm. But you don't know that at the time because you don't know how it shakes out. Yeah. But uh, you see them kind of like, he's got the high score already on mm-hmm. the game. 
And Dustin's like, oh, I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. And he's like, no, and he, and he can't get it. And he's like, well, I still have the high score at Dig Dug. And then you get introduced to Max. Yeah, so there's all those little too. things that kind of foreshadow things that actually do occur. What's in, the name of that game again? The one that they're playing with the king? And Daphne's the, Lair? Did you ever play that as a kid? No, I don't remember. I remember I don't playing remember it. Dig I Dug either. Oh, I remember Dig Dug. I, mm-hmm. I, can't, I remember that, that Daphne thing. I, I couldn't figure it out. No. As a kid, I'm like, what is this? Because it was like animated and like, you know? Yeah. But it made me really miss arcades. The Supercade at the mall. Yeah, like I, oh, yeah. I, I miss being able to like uh, go somewhere and like, you know, like nowadays, like it's like you could just pop on your PlayStation. That's it. You know what I mean? But like, Supercade was where Petucci's is in the Plymouth Mini Mall. Yeah, and Quarters, man, Quarters, like they've lo- essentially lost their value for kids. Quarters are <laughs> the, the kids don't even, you know, what they don't give a shit. Like, yeah, yeah I guess I get some, you know, like give me, give me your Bitcoin. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like. But man, quarters like I love that one part too, where they're 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 all collecting their quarters. <laughs> yeah, and he like smashes the yeah, like, hall. Yeah, and he runs off, you know. But yeah, I mean, that set design's perfect, man. And you can tell the budget has completely increased this season on Stranger Things. Like, you know what I mean? Like they, oh, they yeah. got, you know what I mean? Like they're totally, totally like upped it up. You know what I mean? I, and by the way, too, I love the Hawkins building. The outside of the Hawkins building. That grill that's on the outside, I remember buildings in the 80s looking like that, but they're all but gone now. They must have found that building somewhere, or that's digitally put on there. Oh, the lab, you mean? The lab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That outside set design, like... Yeah. So, yeah, I... I, I well, next week when you come back, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely finish by then, and we'll have a conclusive, you know... Uh, review of Stranger Things Season 2, which brings us to our other pop culture phenomenon. The Walking Dead had Season 2... Season was it season eight, episode two on Sunday night? Let's dig right into it. What'd you think? Battle continues, man. You were uh, right last week. You were like predicting yeah. it. Yeah, because I turn off like at the end when I see credits. I don't like watching next week's cre- uh, yeah. previews. Yeah, the battle continues, man. It's uh, it's a revisit. It's a bunch of revisits actually mm-hmm. this episode. So you have them going back to um, the same outpost that they attacked in season six. Mm-hmm. Um, different different crew there. Different approach. You know, is that is what they previously did? They They're, put a moat in a moat. Yeah, mm. a walking a dead a walker moat. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. definitely clever on their part for sure. Um, you see, just a different approach with them. Is they're they're well much more organized this time going in. It's not just a hey, we're gonna go in willy nilly and because they still have Dwight who's in there giving them intel. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have that. You have um, the uh, almost like a uh, PTSD type of moment for Morgan, right? Yeah, Where totally. he's like uh, he gets shot at, he gets grazed, and he, you know his response is like, "I don't die," you know, yeah. which is a very. No, so he says that in the beginning, right? They're like, Are "You sure you're gonna do this in your own?" He's like, "Yeah, I don't die. Yeah, I don't die." And then he so almost good. gets shot, and then comes back, uh, and it's like, uh, you know, I don't want to say Terminator, but. Almost like uh, totally, I know what you mean. Steven Seagalish or something yeah. like that. Like he just goes in the. Well, that once he was coming down the hole, like, yep, yeah. like yeah, and just picking the saviors off mm-hmm. one by one, and he gets out to the yard, and who are we confronted with? The the I can't remember the guy's name. The the savior crew that was under Gavin, who who kills um, Morgan's uh, kind of protege from season uh, seven. Oh yeah, <coughs> yeah, and here Long he is, hair dude. Yep, yeah. there he is. Like, oh, hey, what's going on, there, I Morgan? I know. You know, just antagonize him, sticking the needle Still, in. Yeah, you know, the real Morgan. I was waiting for him. Just Morgan to just walk up and just cap him. Just that's it. Like, yeah, oh, especially- Jesus. Whatever Jesus, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't happening. You yeah, know what I mean? Especially like, they're like, why is your why is your armor so small? Oh, yeah. Is that the kid's armor? Oh, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean. All of a sudden, in this episode, Jesus just totally wants to 
fulfill the role of having a character named Jesus by saving everybody. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Like, it'll ultimately... Well, he does continue to save. Like, even after that dude in the closet, you know, like, lied to him and said, Oh, man, I'm just here, like, my wife and kids, you know? Like, yeah. he attacks him, takes Jesus hostage, and Jesus still handcuffs him. Um, well, we've never really seen... Uh, them in action in this sense too mm-hmm. so we have definitely seen them organize and attack before the saviors um uh we did see a glimpse of it before uh, last season when um jesus does sneak into the sanctuary and he comes upon daryl and daryl yeah. just beating fat joe to death with the bat yeah daryl right and jesus just seems stunned like what yeah. are you doing like Stop! Like you know, like, he doesn't say, say stop, but he just he just keeps going, keeps and you going, kind of man. see that look on Jesus' face, like ah, uh, I don't know about what does this. Daryl say it's not about getting da- it's not about getting by, it's about getting down or something. Like, what does he say? Like, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like totally, you know, you know, and you see the struggle between Jesus and Tara, which was great. Their whole chemistry on scene was just amazing. It just Tara stepped up, badass. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I remember her like this. You know, Couldn't hey, use the knife. Yeah, shooting shooting walkers in the chest, uh, not yeah. the head. When they fir- when we first met her, when the governor mm-hmm. uh, uh, introduces uh, to the her and her sister those characters, yeah. and just how like um, just uneducated she is about how this new world is, you know. And mm-hmm. then uh, learning to find someone, she meets Denise and falls in love with Denise, and then Denise dies. She goes through the whole thing with the ocean side. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, by the def- way, how much weapons did we pull from the ocean side? Because we are just like uh, oh, lighting we're it up. Nilly. Yeah, we're willy nilly. We're lighting shoot. it up out there, yeah. you know. And the other thing too, I, the the only gripe I have with this this week's episode is the gun fight. Like the gun, they really don't. <laughs> something about like gunfights on The Walking Dead. Like I don't know what it is. It's like the camera isn't like it's it's not giving me like a realistic sense. I mean, it's like yeah, it's ba 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 ba, but like they're like ten feet from each other, missing. You know, like I I can't stand that. Well, you, know? you got to think about too. Then like, again, I've never fired a gun. Have you ever fired a gun? Yes. Uh, but it's hard have... to shoot. Like <laughs> no, no, but you do have adrenaline going for sure. Okay, you know, it's that mm-hmm. whole theory about you're you're less focused when you have you know that whole thing with Shane, like where he's like you got to have that fit, you know, muscle memory, and just point mm-hmm. at your target, and shoot. You got a muscle memory because your adrenaline's going. You mm-hmm. you really don't have your wits about you, but. Um, you got to think about a lot of these guys that are fighting or have or, never yeah. properly been trained, right? Or, you know, have never really done that up until this point. So mm-hmm. they are shooting guns probably for the first time, maybe maybe at practice, but never in like a battle per se. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very clever of them to, uh, you know, to kind of just pick off the saviors one by one and not move in. And you see that the saviors start, that the one chick, I forget what her name was, starts to realize, like, why aren't they moving in? Well, mm-hmm. it's because they popped a bunch of saviors off so they could rise and attack the saviors that are mm-hmm. over there. Um, she dies. Which was clever. Episode, right? Yeah, she dies in that one. Yeah. She's like paralyzed by fear and the walker comes up to her, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like that? Yeah. What's uh, Ross's boyfriend's name? Aaron. He's, what, he became a badass. He got shot, right? Didn't he get shot? Yeah, he gets shot right in the gut. So You, you can know. survive that. You can, you can bleed out for a couple uh, of days, right? Maybe. I don't know. If reservoir dogs get shot All in the All of a sudden, he's just like gung-ho. He's just like, nah, we ain't letting it go down like this. And he's like rushing towards. So he got shot. The other dude that's interested in Carol, the big tall dude, he got shot. Um, Saviors. The only thing that was missing for me this week, too, was Negan. I, I need to see Negan every week. <laughs> I need to see him twice a week sometimes. Yeah. You know? I miss 
hearing him. We see a little crack in Rick too, where uh, mm-hmm. he's walking up and he he thinks that the guns are up on the uh, the upper level, uh, where he was told they were yeah. be, and then the guy's trying to protect the room where That's he thinks scene. the armory is, but it's actually a kid and there's a baby in there, and you see that moment of like, yeah, like these are people, like these aren't just. My enemy. And it's is like that what you picked up? Have, yeah, we have, there's people who have family too, and they're just trying to protect their family also. And I kind of see that little bit like where he can empathize to some degree. Uh, totally. With, he just killed this baby's father. That's what know? I thought. That's what like when he's having that moment where mm-hmm. like, and I love stuff like that when the character doesn't have to use dialogue and they can yeah. play it with emotion. Oh yeah. And he he no no, and like uh-huh. he makes this like kind of gesture and like he looks and he comes to the notion in his mind like holy shit I just killed this baby's dad. Uh-huh. And I love that. I mean, Andrew Lincoln just kills it with that kind of stuff. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. The intrapersonal stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he's such a great actor that way. Yeah. Um, and then, boom, right at the end, you know, when yeah. uh, the guy's like, hey, make sure you put your hands up. And I, and as soon as he opened his mouth, I'm like, that's you know. Morales from season one. What happened to Morales in season one? Where did he get? They just got When separated. they left, no, when they left the quarry, they were heading to the CDC. The episode yes. right when they left the CDC, he's like, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go, my family's going to go. We have family down, I think, in, mm-hmm. in Florida or something. They were going to take their trek and, and head down, down south. Yeah, they were going to head further remember, south. Yeah, I remember. And they split from the camp at that point. And they, now he's, you know, he's like, I called Negan. I called the saviors and he shows Rick the walkie-talkie. Yeah, and he's it's with like, Negan now. So, you, you know, mm-hmm. you get, again, we get, we had that. Uh, reintroduction of a of a season mm-hmm. one character with Morgan Rick's a few like, seasons I know ago. You. Yeah, your name is Morales. That was very you weird the way that were he in Atlanta. It's <laughs> very <laughs> weird the way he delivered that line. Yeah, though, he, well, know? I mean, he is British, so I mean, sometimes you know, like mm. they, not not like in, not in his or... affect of yeah. how he mm-hmm. said it with his accent, but just how he delivered it was like. Uh, like like he just got hit like he got like he got bashed in the head by Negan yeah. by Lucille like he just had that weird mm-hmm. like I don't know how to talk right now kind of like moment it's like are you still what? there buddy <laughs> I just yeah. don't know <laughs> your eyes popped out of it. it's gross as shit I know it's I mean God that is such a great it's terrible to say that it's such a great episode because it's so ultra violent some people were completely turned off from it but I never seen still have never seen anything quite like that on television but. But I'm interested to see, you know, uh, another season one alum come back on the screen and, and see how far what his journey has been yeah. what, since he left mm-hmm. uh, the group and uh, now he's, you know, with the Saviors and mm-hmm. who knows if his his wife and his kids are still alive True. too, you know, yeah. or if he's by himself or what. Seems to be in the housing, like, part of that unit, right? Babies and stuff. What was written on the wall in the baby's room? Was it to say something by the grace of God or something like that? Like, thought it might have been like a clue or something. Like you know, well, there was a clue. I can't remember what it was written. I I try to watch the episode again before we cast, uh, so I can kind of take notes. Mm -hmm. I'm such a dork that way, but it's good. um, There was there was a note on the wall that from because it was the same outpost that they had attacked before. There Mm -hmm. wasn't like a kind of like a die all bitches or something like that or attack everybody or something like that. There was some. There was like a saviors wrote something Mm -hmm. on the wall. There's a message. from the previous attack, and I can't remember what it was. I'll go back and rewatch it. I do remember what you. I remember that specifically. There was some sort of message. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the war. I, I guess you're right. The war is just going to completely just go through the whole. Well, at least for what we get eight episodes, then they take the winter break, which I can't stand. Yeah. I can't stand that. Well, I mean, break. <clears throat> you'll. See, it'll be interesting to see how the war, the battle progresses at this point because mm-hmm. at this point it looks like Morales has Rick pinned down at the moment. Yeah, who's coming though? But so the other outposts are coming, right? The ones we don't know about, the ones that Michonne saw, because we don't know how big they are, right? Like we've only really seen, we've seen the, you know the the sanctuary, right? But 
we've seen the outpost and we've seen the satellite place. There's got to be countless others that we don't know about. Yeah, because you got to think about the breakdown of how they are organized too. Because you got five lieutenants, right? You mm-hmm. got Gavin and Simon, yeah. um, Regina. Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all in charge of meeting the other groups that were under the Savior's thumb. So, which kind of leads me to believe that there might actually be other. Uh, people that are working for the saviors that we haven't been introduced to yet yeah. as uh, viewers, you know, because we know the hilltop was under the savior's thumb. Yeah. Gavin was the point person there, and then Alexandria. Uh, we kind of had Negan himself. Really, was the point person there to some degree, and it's, and and then uh, you have the hilltop. Uh, Simon would show up mm-hmm. there, you know. So, and then you have this other chick, Regina, who we'd never been introduced to before. She might be a point person for another group that's uh, point, under yeah. the Savers. I mean, we're too. only in this one general area too. I mean, right. like, we got the whole. You know, we've only seen, you know, like one small section of the like the country. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of. I think they left. stretch out really far. Totally, because in the sanctuary you have all the the workers that are producing mm-hmm. and, and making stuff, and then the outposts are really just like these. Uh, you know, uh, uh, armories in a sense, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to kind of like branch out and go get the stuff that they need to. And then those are the stopping points to bring, you know, things into the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's really large. I think we're probably going to see other, other communities that we hadn't been previously introduced to. Cause yeah. I'm still interested to see what happened to the heapsters, right? I know where they uh, go. Where they know, go after their, uh, double cross with, uh, Alexandria. Yeah, that, that a lot of people didn't like that last year. I remember reading online, but like, oh, these characters are the worst. Their language is the worst. It's, like, it's cool. Like, yes, you know. I mean, it hasn't been that long since the end of the world happened. But I mean, like, some people who are disconnected, their their speech changes. You know, mm-hmm. or maybe they just like talking that way. Yeah, well, they're very yeah. much. It it just identifies that uh, group. They're like, yeah, we don't bother. We just take. Yeah, you know, and they mm-hmm. they sat and spied at the boat. Uh, for someone to actually come and grab those things so they could then take those things. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> they didn't take the effort to go across the moat They walkers. Waited. They waited for we someone wait. to come do it for them. It's pretty smart. And they mm-hmm. actually did it, did it that way where they're like, we're going to have someone else do the legwork. We'll just sit here and do the uh, uh, surveillance on it. And then uh, they all have like a really terrible hairdresser too, as well. Like cropping like, the bangs <laughs> yeah. like right off. Like we're just going to take it a little bit right off the top. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I mean, I always enjoy watching it. Sometimes though, with sun- like Sunday Christ, like nine o'clock, I'm so tired. I'm just like, man, it'd be great if The Walking Dead just came on eight o'clock. <laughs> but it's the only show that I still watch live, and it is something that is fun to like, you know, to experience it in real time. Is really it's it's interesting, you know. Like Stranger Things, you're so spoiled with it. Like I could watch it out here in the living room, and then sometimes I watch it on my iPad in, in, in my bed, you know, mm-hmm. and then like kind of like you know pause it and like resume and stuff like that. But yeah. it is interesting that you know The Walking Dead is still consumed that way for most people. I know a lot of them still wait for Netflix, but it's fun to go. On. I go on Twitter like after like during commercial breaks, and people are like flip out, man. flip out. Yeah. Why would he say that? Yeah. This isn't real. It's like it's a show about zombies for Christ's sake. It's supposed to like be about like escapism, you know. Yeah. So I mean, that's fun. You know what I mean? But I didn't see any uh, zombies on Halloween outside of my house. I was kind of like, "Where's all the?" There's yeah, no, there's not you. Hmm. Um, no, I just yeah. pictures on Facebook of friends, kids. There was a couple zombies in, the, okay, in yeah. there, but I have not. It's seen hard to believe any. though. It's been on for eight years. It doesn't yeah. seem like, you know, like eight years. Like, you imagine being on a show for a decade? Do you like, remember when it debuted? 
October thirty first, two thousand ten. Yeah, on Halloween. Am I right? Yeah, on Halloween. Boom. Put that yep. in the record books. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember seeing like the like, the trailers for it and being mm-hmm. like, "Oh, it's a comic, cool," you know. And like, what did AMC have before that? They had Mad Men, right? And they had Breaking Bad, right? Breaking Bad was out in two thousand ten. Right? Yeah, Breaking Bad was out. Right? That was their that was their first mm-hmm. like breakthrough show. I mean, Mad Men, I guess technically was but Mad Men. Right? They were really trying to branch out more, you know, and uh, to, to was Breaking Bad really out in two thousand ten. Okay, Google, when was Breaking Bad on AMC? <laughs> Sorry, I'm not sure how to help with that. Are you kidding me? Whatever. Yeah, because there was uh, references between the two series uh, because they're on the same network. I know. So, so wait, do you believe in that whole... That whole um, not conspiracy, not no. Not conspiracy, but, I'd but like, that whole I'd... plot, right? Like So, like, Breaking Bad <laughs> takes place in the same world as The Walking Dead. You've read about that, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I just... Walter White's meth is the, was reason. the reason why. No, no, no. I don't believe all that. I just like the uh, the little cool mm-hmm. kind of Easter egg things that they, they drop in there. So like, what are... I don't know all of them. Do you know any? So, I know a few. So, Glenn's... The car that Glenn's riding in uh, season one, yes. where they're in Atlanta, and he has to ride out of Atlanta, and, they, and he hot wires the car. The Mustang. That is the same car that Walt had, that Walt bought for himself. That's the same as that car. And okay. that was at least season two or three of, of Breaking Bad. And then season two... That wasn't a Mustang. That was a Camaro, right? I don't know. Something. It's red. Okay, it's same. red. Got it. I don't know cars. Mm-hmm. Um, Weird one. It was the one where Walt did the donuts in it and then just lit it all, like blew it up. Okay. So that was definitely season Got two it. or three. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you had the reference uh, in season two when... Uh, T-Dog cuts his arm really bad, and, and Dale's like, we need to get him some medicine. And Daryl's like, why don't you say something, you know? And he's like, here's the antibiotics that my brother had, also some really cool, you know, meth if you have the need or whatever. And you see the bag, it's blue oh, it meth blue. that's in the bag. It was? Yeah, it's oh, crystal wow. blue meth, and that's season two of The and Walking it's, Dead. it's the baby blue? It's, it's the baby blue. How about that? Yeah. So there was those references about... The crossovers between the two series. It was like kind of homages to. to I mean, do you think that there's a possibility that the showrunners like met with um, each other and were like, hey, let's tie this together? No, because, well, I think there was definitely like little, hey, like nods to the shows. You Mm -hmm. know, um, there's no Madman references though. Right? No, but how much cooler is Breaking Bad versus Madman? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I, never, I never finished Mad Men. I got to, like, season seven. I never even it. watched it. I, I, it was yeah. okay. Like, you know, the beginning was cool, but, it's like, you know, some ideas, they stretch it too long. Yeah. You know what would be interesting? Wouldn't it be interesting if... Okay, so we don't know when this... We don't know when The Walking Dead started. Imagine if they did, like, a prequel, and the beginning of The Walking Dead starts with Walt on the floor in, the, you know, that little makeshift um, lab yeah. at the end of the finale. Imagine yeah. he's the first walker. That'd yeah. Be, that'd be wild, that'd be right? Cool. Like, but, I mean, it really wouldn't go anywhere. But, I mean, like, I well, guess... Well, then Kirk, it would Kirk stand theory. Know, like, how, right? how, how did the, you know, how did he become the first one that, you know, was it his meth that yeah, turned him in? Because everybody, that's the whole thing, is that everybody in the Walking Dead universe is infected. Like, you die, everybody it doesn't matter, it. and mm-hmm. you come back as a True, walker. True, because not everybody did meth, right? Okay, yeah. Right. Um, that's a good point. Um, we said last week we were talking about Kirkman suing AMC. Well, apparently he, he's suing him, but he's got another show. There's a history of comics or something coming out that Kirkman is behind, right? Like, so he's he's he probably got paid, right? Uh, you would think to some, right? or at least to some degree, or they've kind of some kind of settlement or something. Well, I mean, it's got to be the point though, where um, you, you know, it's just like okay, well, just let him do whatever because it's gold, you know. I'm actually, you know what? I, I decided that um, I'm going to start like I have like the graphic novels and stuff. 
I'm going to start buying these things because, you know, in 20, 30 years, like, even issue 150 of, like, Amazing Spider-Man when it came out in 63, it's worth a couple hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, you watch comic book men? Uh, not often, but did I you think watch the I, Walking Dead one? Yes. Okay, so you Negan. saw like the yeah. Negan, like how much was, it was like six hundred bucks for that? I saw that yeah. at Uncanny. It was called Comics and More back then. When it came out, uh-huh. I could have bought that thing. Yeah. You know, I could have paid half the mortgage. You yeah. know what I mean? But I do have Walking Dead. Um, I have a second printing number one, and I also have a Walking Dead number one variant that I got at a Wizard World. Okay, like a special cover. But, like, the comics, like, you know, I read that Negan thing in, like, 20 minutes. I thought it was great. Yeah. His writing is really, like, comics are a great form of escapism, but they really suck when the writer isn't really conveying himself correctly. Yeah. Kirkman is an exceptional writer with dialogue. Mm-hmm. Kills it. Yeah. Kills Negan's dialogue. Oh, like, yeah. Where did he get that from? Yeah. Unassuming man during the Talking Dead sitting in the far back left is the one who created all of this. And I yep. think that's the coolest part of, like, the whole thing. And, yeah. like, you can give any kid... Inspiration, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, did you ever, did you ever hear about Battle Pope? No, what's that? So that's Kirkman's first comic. Okay, called Battle Pope. It was very unsuccessful, yeah. Very unsuccessful, <laughs> but it actually made an appearance in I think Clark. One of the Jane Silent Bob. Kevin says it. Kevin Smith says I had Battle Pope in somebody's hands, and it's about oh. a pope that just goes out and kicks ass like machine guns. <laughs> then he did something called uh, the Astonishing Wolfman. Okay. And then I think he eventually made it into, like, you know, The the Walking Dead, and he did something called Invincible. If they ever do Invincible for a TV show, it would be killer. Well, there was something like Astro Dog or something like that, too, where Car- Carl's T-shirt in season one was exactly. a reference to Kirkman's previous comic, to another one of Kirkman's comics or something like I that. I think so, yeah. I don't remember the name of the... Uh... You knew Carl in this episode either, too. Where is Carl? Carl's back at the Alexandria, right? He's in Alexandria. He sold with, things uh, down? Michonne and Rosita. That's right. Yep. The kid needs a haircut, high. man. Oh my god, shit's way too long. Yeah, I mean Daryl's cutting himself away. Daryl's Daryl's getting conditioned. He's also, getting his Carol. hair colored. Yeah, Carol's. By the way, awesome Carol's hair is, on is the, the shortest dead. hair ever of all of them. That where all the other guys' yeah. hair have, has grown, you know, yeah, uh, crazy amount. Um, you gotta take that. No. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess yeah, you, you just have to suspend <laughs> belief. We did have a hairdresser, but she died, and now she's on This Is Us. Yeah. That was a great death. That death shocked the hell. That episode, No Man's Land, shocked me, man. Yeah. I was completely blown that away. That was a good one. But yeah, yeah I guess... Um, Alexandria Breckenridge. She was... Is Amazing. that the actress's name? Yes. She Did was she in uh, season these? one American Horror Story. And she was. Did she appear at the Walker Stalker things? Uh, no. Did no. you see how they have a Walker Stalker cruise? Yes. And then, like, they, like... I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan and, like, uh... Norman went, and they like they have to like give them their own level for security. Oh, like, sure. They get their own level, whole level of a cruise ship. Yeah, but I mean, I couldn't afford that. You know what I mean? Like, but good for Reedus though. Forty nine years old, about to be fifty, seeking getting that popular midlife. Yeah, and he's got his own show, which yeah. he's basically is he really that much different from Daryl? Don't think so. You no, know what I mean? He's like, probably a lot like he's, him. you know. Yeah, he just rides bikes around. Just and, rides uh, bikes. Yeah, you know. Talks like this, drinks coffee, smokes cigarettes. Because you know? of his popularity on The Walking Dead, the AMC gave him a show. It's nuts. About just riding bikes and doing and going on Hanging adventures. Out. Yeah, yeah. going on barbecue. adventures. Yeah. Yeah. And like Go know. hang out with your friends and just ride your motorcycle. I think I watched maybe like one or two of them. I never but watched I've never it. been on them. You ever ride a motorcycle? No. no I'm kinda of scared. I'm scared too, man. Yeah. I don't like getting hurt. Listen, I've mean? jumped out of an airplane twice, mm-hmm. but I'm scared to ride a motorcycle on the road. Yeah. What's the logic behind that? <laughs> 
Uh, well, the logic behind it is, you know, uh, if there is something that goes wrong, mm-hmm. uh, jumping out of an airplane, I've done it with professionals, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if something goes wrong there, it's pretty much going to just be that's it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess it's painless, right? You're just like, boom, that's it. Yeah, that's and it's going to be... It's going to suck when you're like 100 feet and you're like, oh! <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, riding on a motorcycle, you just have this little helmet kind of kind of protecting your that's head. It. Something mm-hmm. goes bad, like... It might not be over, mm-hmm. you know. Like you might, you yeah, might you survive might that, but you yeah. might be mangled. You I know? remember so. uh, seeing a friend uh, not even get mangled, but like he let the bike rest down on his leg, and the exhaust pipe burned his calf muscle. I was like, oh, yeah, that, no. that, that still like sticks out in my mind. I'm just like, nah. Like midlife crisis, if I have it, like I'm not gonna get a motorcycle. Like you know, yeah. like I, I don't know what I would get. What would you get for a midlife crisis? It's coming up, right? We're gonna be in our 40s. Soon, I don't right? know. What, what, I mean, technically, when are we supposed to crisis? By 40 or by Who 50? Who knows? I guess 40 or... Well, maybe if you can have it early. I'd like to have my crises maybe around <laughs> 40, and then by the time I'm 50, I'm cool, right? Like, Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like... It's funny we're having a discussion about when we're supposed to have the crisis. Yeah, well, when, when is about, a good time for my crisis? Well, you think about, like, you know, I guess it would probably be, like, mid-40s I guess, or so, yeah? Yeah, I guess, well, I depending think on how long we're supposed to live. Apparently, age 45 to 47, they did a survey in uh, your lifetime. That is the best years of your life. Yeah. They say. But who the, who's, they, who's they? I don't know. I can't go talk to them. I think my 30s have been pretty cool. Because, 30s you know, cool. 30s, you know, you have mm-hmm. a little bit more responsibility, but you have money to do the cool things that you really couldn't do when you broke a shit in your 20s. Yeah. You know? I'm still I'm still broke, but I mean I have a house. You know what I mean? But like you know the house is equity, I guess. But I mean, but you're like you yeah, know I what? I'm just gonna go to the movies today because I want to. I know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like you know what? I kind of want a burrito today, and mm-hmm. then you eat a burrito. Yeah, I can't do that no more. <laughs> I uh, I at least I used to love going to the movies during the day. Yeah. Like, by myself, like yeah. you know, like not making plans, just like I'm gonna check catch it. But it starts yeah. ten minutes, I'm there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like. I don't miss the 20s per se. I, I feel as if it was a lost time for me. I mean, I was in a rock and roll band trying to make it and, you know, delusions of grandeur and not really paying attention to the things that really matter. I guess when you get in your 30s, you kind of get to that point where you realize, like, just how important people are in your life mm-hmm. and how much you need them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Some people never get that. They'll be blocked for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can see it, you know, all around you. But, I mean... I guess that's the main difference. If I do have the crisis, I would like it to be maybe around yeah, forty's good. I probably will. I probably will. You know, I don't know what I, I don't know if it'll be a purchase or like an, a, what type of way it'll be acting. Yeah, out. see, that's the thing. Why know. does it have to be a purchase though? Can it just be I'm a, I'm in crisis? Yeah, <laughs> like help me out in crisis. Well, the crisis is the crisis and the purchase is like the the instant gratification of like this is going to fix this feeling yeah. of, that I'm not really sure how to deal with. That's so why most of it, it's like, hey, I'm just going to buy this car. It's like this, I'm recapture I, I being never, young or something. Do you have satisfaction from cars? No. No. It doesn't bring it doesn't any do happiness to me. I mean, I, I get it that that's a lot of other people. Yeah. I get that, like, you know, guns is something fun for people. Cars in general have never excited me. I just want to yeah. get to where I'm going. Yeah. No. I tell you what does excite me, sound systems in cars. I love listening to music in cars. Mm. That excites me, but. I like sneakers. Maybe uh, we come. <laughs> sneakers are good. Yeah, my friend Mickey, he's obsessed with it. Yeah, I got a lot. Uh, Michael oh. Jordan, like obsessed. Like you know, he's got every single pair of uh, Nikes that he's ever Jordan's ever put out. It's insane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I have the same shoes from Coles from last year, but I do have comics. Comics used to give me a lot of pleasure, but now they're kind of you know like I can't buy them because I got a kid. Um, and that's the sound of the bell, ladies and gentlemen, which brings us 
to the end of this week's Bobcast. Perhaps, Kevin, we can ponder what our crisis will be like <laughs> when we come back next week for an all-new episode of Bobcast. We'll definitely have a full review of Stranger Things 2. I'll probably know exactly um, who died because thanks to the internet, I knew somebody died. Thank you, internet. Collider.com. Um, and we'll be back talking about the, the Walking Dead. Kev, have a great week. Yeah, buddy. My name's Bob. This has been another episode of Bobcast. Bobcast.